Hey guys, Partick here. Welcome back to the Baseball That Show. And we're going to continue to talk about toughness in this episode. And specifically, I want to give you an update on the player that I told you about in the last episode, toughest kid I've ever coached. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you two things about, um, three things about this kid and his dad that are going to make everything I told you in the last episode <laughs> even better, even tougher, even more resilient. Also going to give you a sneak peek of what it's like if you bring your kid to work with me on hitting. So first of all, um, as I told you in the last episode, they were driving five plus hours. So it ended up being like six hours. They left five o'clock in the morning, right? They hit a little traffic. They get to New Jersey about 10.58, right out of the car. Kid gets out of the car, stretches, getting loose, doing his thing. We, we're getting right to work, right to work. The tough kids, the resilient kids, the kids who want it, the kids who are hard work, they're not putting on their eye black. They're not making sure their batting gloves and everything looks cool. No, they are getting right to work. There is no fluff. There's no BS. There's no dilly-dallying around. It's like, we came to work. Let's get to work. And I love that because that's kind of my mentality too. So <clears throat> I have to tell you about the dad. Dad's a great guy. Love this guy. And... When I say tough, I, I'm going to tell you where this kid got it. And if you want your son to be tough, resilient, disciplined, have endurance to go through ups and downs, you have to model that. Your son's going to do what you do. We talked about that two podcasts ago, right? So I'm not going to get into the personal details of it, but let's just say late the, 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 the late night before, or the night before they were coming, late at night, they had a, a situation that was scary. Scary. Family situation. It was scary. Um, and one of those things that can kind of shake you up a little bit, right? Um, and, and certainly had, also came with a little bit of, of a financial cost and an inconvenience cost of, of some stuff they'll probably have to take care of and, and get... Um, you know, kind of get back all together. Um, and everything's okay. Thank God, everything's okay. And, and everybody's okay. So it was just one of those moments that just kind of rattles you a little bit. I'm going to tell you, had he said to me, told me what had happened the morning of or the night before, uh, I, I, you know, I would have been like, stay home, do, take care of what, do what you have to do, you know? But no, he, he didn't do that, right? Because here's the thing, like, yes, was it, a, was it a tough situation? Is it unfortunate? Was it a little bit scary? Yeah, but you know what he did? He didn't wear it. He didn't put it on. He didn't walk around with it. And, and it also affected him personally, right? I mean, like, not that, I don't want to get into personal details of it, but it, it was a situation that wasn't good. But, but see, what happens is when we have situations that aren't good, we, we just sometimes we just wear it. Oh, my gosh, I'm so rattled by this situation. Oh, I, I need some time to recover or I need some time to do this. No, 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 this guy didn't do any of that. And he would have been well within his rights. Nobody would have said anything or, or nothing if it had, he, had he done that. But he didn't. He had a very difficult situation, a very scary situation, a situation that's a pain in the ass. Too, right with all the stuff that has to kind of be done 
you know, has to, had to be done in the moment and then will have to be done over the next couple days. Really inconvenient. But you know what he did? He got up and got in a car at 5 o'clock in the morning with his kid. And he did exactly what we said three episodes ago about tough times. He moved through the tough time. He moved through the inconvenient situation. He moved through the problem. He didn't wear it. Didn't put it on. Didn't walk around with it. Didn't look for sympathy. No, he, 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 this, it happened. It's over. Everybody's okay. Thank God. Move on. Move on. Move on. Now, let me tell you what happens next. They drive all the way there. Kid gets out of the car. We get in the cage. Now, let me tell you something. When you come and work with me on pitching, there is a level of intensity that I, I, I would, I, I don't know who else is out there doing what, but I promise you, I'm, I am more intense or as intense as any, as the most intense coach in the game. You bring your kid to me for pitching, it, it's going to be an intense event. I'm going to change him. But I'm going to tell you what, you bring your kid to me for hitting, oh, we're going to war. It is not pretty. It is, it is a, I mean, it is difficult, intense. I am tough I, I, because I am trying to change them. And we do. We do. So I got in this cage with a kid for two hours. Usually we don't go that long. Usually go like hour and 20, hour and a half. Most kids can't go that long. Now, I throw every ball in the batting practice. We don't do, we don't do any of that baby crap with tee or front toss or soft toss. All that stuff does nothing. It's stupid and silly. It's not going to make anybody a better hitter. And all that's doing is desensitizing kids to confrontation and conflict. When you get in a cage with me, I'm the enemy. I'm the pitcher. I play the role of the pitcher. And for two hours, you know what I did to this kid? I tried to get him out. That's what I do with every hitter that comes to me. You want to work as your swing? Go on Instagram. You want to hinge, hit 100 balls off a tee and feel good about yourself? Go ahead. It's fine. It's not going to make you a better hitter. You're like a boxer punching a heavy bag. Yeah, your punches will look great. But if that's how you train and then you get in a game because you've been desensitized to taking a punch, there's going to be a pitcher who's going to blow you away because you're a tee-trained, soft-toss, front-toss, coach-thrown BP, uh, pitching machine hitter. So I get in the cage with them. Two hours in the cage with this kid. Now, he's been with me before. We're, we're going to war. Right? It's me versus him. Right? And, and we, we talk trash to each other. It's a lot of fun, too. I mean, it's a lot of fun. We're talking trash. We're trying to beat each other. I'm trying to make pitches. He's working on his discipline. He, and I tell you what, in every situation like this, if you want kids to grow, you have to go through an uncomfortable period. And the uncomfortable period is not as long as you think. So if I tell you I have a kid come in to me for hitting, I get in the cage with them and I'm going to get them out. And the first half hour, they're going to look terrible. And it's an uncomfortable struggle. But I'm going to tell you, somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes, magic happens. Because I'm, I'm tough on them. I'm talking trash. I'm trying to get them out. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting them to swing at bad pitches. They're getting frustrated. They're getting, and then all of a sudden they just, they get to a moment in that cage where they say, no more. 
I'm beating this guy, talking about me. And they barrel one up against me, doing what we're trying to get him to do. And I'll tell you, the look on the kid's face, when he looks at me after he barrels the ball off me, after I've been beating him for 30, 40 minutes, and he overcomes, he gets tougher, and he beats me, that, that is in that moment that kid becomes a hitter. He becomes a hitter. He becomes a dangerous, dangerous hitter. Now, we're in this cage two hours, or we're, in the, we're about an hour into the cage hour into the cage at this point. We are in total two-hour time. But most kids don't have, most kids don't have the, the stamina to go two hours. This kid just drove six hours, got out of the car, hit for two hours. But wait. So first, <laughs> and he's going to get back in the car and drive at least five, maybe another six hours. Well, he, he had to leave at one o'clock because he had a game at 7, 7.30 that night. He had a game. So, so you want to know, you want to know why this kid's going to eat everyone's lunch? He's a good hitter. He's a great hitter. Great hitter. Great player. Fast. Quick. He, he can hit for average. He can hit for power. Do a lot of things. He's good. He's a good player. He's a college hitter. He knows what he's doing. This kid drove six hours. Got out of the car. Went to war with me for two hours. And I mean, we're not doing like two hours and 15 minutes off. It, it's like... Hey, hey, get a drink. Get a quick drink. Take a minute off. Okay, let's get back in. Goes to war with me for two hours. Gets back in the car. Drives five plus hours. Goes and plays a game. This kid's day was from... <laughs> he left at 5 a.m., which means he had to be up at 4.30 at least. And then he's playing a game he's done until like 11 o'clock at night. You want to be great. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. How many kids have been like, oh, I have a game. I can't even do, I can't even do a hitting such that I got a game tonight. I just want to focus on the game. If it was an hour away, that would have killed more. Do you know how many people would be eliminated at each step of this story for these two? What if there was a, a, a terrible situation like they were in the night before? Canceled. Done. No. This dad moves through the situation, he models to his son, you move through tough times, shit happens, this is life, get up and go. Then they get up, 4.30 in the morning, drive 5-6 hours, go to war, 2 hours, get back in the car, drive all that way back, get out of the car, go play a game. I didn't check on what he did on Wednesday morning, but I'll bet you it was early and I'll bet you it involved work. The father models to the kid, this is what you do if you want to be great. The father's great. Humble people. Humble, humble people. Hardworking, blue-collar background. Came up through that. They know how to work. Successful. Not, not flaunting it. They're great. They know they're great. They don't have to tell everybody about it. They don't have to beat on their chest. They're not wearing it. They're not obnoxious. No, they're just great. They're great people. Father and son, they're great. Now, what we worked on in hitting that day was about an hour in. He told me he had a game. I didn't know he had a game. And he's told me he's facing a tough pitcher that night. A very specific pitcher, tall pitcher, really sidearm release point. Okay, great. Let's get to work on a guy that's, done, that's, that's owned him in the past. 
Okay, great. Let's get to work on hitting that guy. We worked on his approach to hit, hitting against this guy who has owned him in the past, which is one of the benefits of getting into the cage and being in conflict and confrontation with a hitter. And I always, I'm always marvel at the pitching coaches that say, well, I don't know anything about hitting. I can't teach hitting. Like, how the hell can you, how can you be a pitching coach and not teach hitting? How can you be a pitch coach and not know anything about hitting? It's, it's like a, a, a police officer going, I don't know anything about criminals or crime. That's what you do. You're trying to get hitters out. How could you not know about hitting? So we worked on a plan on how to go attack. What is the approach we need to face a pitcher that either has dominant physical skills or has been dominant against us or just has our number or pitches in a certain way that's tough for us to hit? So we devised a plan. Results? One for three with a walk. Put the ball in play the other two times. So this kid put the ball, got up four times, got on base twice, put the ball in play every time. That's how you're great. Great does what it takes, doesn't complain, doesn't have situations stick to them, moves through those situations, gets up early to do what they need to do or go where they need to go or they get where they need to be or get up whenever they need to get up to get their work done, no matter what, no excuse, and they get it done. That's what makes people great. These two guys are great. The father models it to the kid. I said in an email the other day, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So, I'll see you guys on the next show.